Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. August 23rd, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday hump day edition of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We appreciate you waking up with us, starting your day with us. And if you're a podcast listener, uh, you may not be waking up to us or starting your day with us, but we appreciate you downloading and listening all the same. It's going to be uh, a show that we don't really do all that often. It's our fantasy football special show today, and we're going to talk NFL, fantasy, uh, and we'll talk NFL throughout, obviously, the season. There's been Monday's morning shows that we have started with NFL over even UK football from time to time. Sometimes those Sunday night crazy games we started Tuesday shows after Monday night. So we'll talk NFL as the season goes on. Anybody that's listened to KRC for an extended period of time knows that. But we don't normally dive into fantasy. Maybe a short story here or there, uh, a smart move we may have made, which very rarely happens. So more likely, like, I had this guy on my bench, and it's nothing more than a sentence or a, a two-minute conversation tops. But today, we're going to dive in a little bit. Your all's drafts are coming up. Some leagues have already drafted. This is normally kind of probably the halfway point for drafts for the most part. Just here's your first piece of fantasy football advice. Draft as late as you can. Not always possible in every league. I totally understand it. A lot of late leagues like to have everybody there. You may have out-of-towners and this, that, or the other. I get it. I remember when I was younger, it seemed like we would draft in late July some years. And we hated it, but it was just the only time we could get everybody together before people left to college or whatever else was going on. Draft as late as possible. That way, this show will be meaningful to you. But secondly, it's just a smart thing to do. Injuries happen. You also get the, like, Jonathan Taylor. Who's he even going to play for? We didn't know where Dalvin Cook was going to be until just uh, a few days ago. So it's always best to wait as long as you can. I've got a draft on... 
Thursday before Labor Day and then Sunday of Labor Day. So we, we normally go a little later. We've even talked about having the draft on like the Thursday of the opening night and then just submitting your rosters, snap your fingers, then the league starts. It got hard from a work schedule, we have found out for most folks. But anyways, we're really excited to do this show today. I'm excited to be joined by the best producer in radio and Justin Kalen and just a pretty regular co-host in Nick Roush. How are you two fellas doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great. I, um, I I ventured out into the heat yesterday, boys. I had to cut my grass. I My goal was to cut both sides of my grass, but I think I had like a heat stroke or something because I could only do the front. I came inside, lost. I, luckily, I hadn't eaten a lot yesterday, so I just lost all the water I had been drinking. But yeah, not good. It's it's hot out there. Be careful, well, folks. Maybe you maybe you should have eaten something before you did physical activity in the heat. I mean, I had breakfast and I had I had a snack on the way home, but it wasn't anything sufficient. So yeah, maybe that was my issue. But it was hot yesterday. The the beauty of scoots, the, like just kind of the morning pleasantries, as we call this first segment every day is you could get just an amazing story about like the hotel getting robbed or his, you know, we all know the Walmart stories, or it's just a grass update. <laughs> this one with a little bit of a twist because it sounds like he nearly died. But Scoots, it's just, you are, you truly are like a box of chocolates, buddy. Yeah, I mean. Uh, except we do know what we're getting. It's either a great story or it's a, an update on your lawn. It, it wasn't good either. I, I came in from mowing the grass and Gil looks at me and he was like, you all right? And I just looked back at him and I was like, no. No, I'm not. I'm I'm not I'm not well here. So I went straight to the bathroom, hopped in the shower, took a cold shower, coldest shower I've ever taken in my life. So I, I was somewhat back to normal by the time I went to bed. But yeah, it was not good. I've I've never gotten sick from being out in the heat. So that was pretty uh, eye opening last night. What time was it? Uh, probably right at like five thirty. I mean, I, I should have realistically probably waited another two, two and a half hours before cutting, let it cool down just a little bit more. But yeah, no, it was right at the heat of the day, five thirty. Yeah, I think that was like quite literally the hardest, yeah. hottest part of the day. It was yesterday. Yeah. yeah, so maybe maybe you, you wait a little bit longer. We've been doing the the dog walk. You know, normally it's right either before dinner or after dinner or after we put the kid down we've been waiting until it's a little bit later and it still is miserably hot there's really no escaping this heat even this morning getting outside and getting going uh, it just feels sticky it's a kentucky summer and you just got to deal with it i think for the most part it's been a relatively milder summer so i haven't been too mad at it sometimes you get this sort of stuff for like months on end and cross our fingers that that's not going to be the case and roush we do have a a forecast for the Big X Sports Radio Golf Scramble, the second annual. Oh, a little 10-day action? Yeah, so we, we got an idea of what it's going to look like. First off, just thank thankfully it's not this week. Uh, this is Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah stupid hot. Stupid, stupid hot. Uh, so hot that a lot of uh, schools Friday night, they're delaying their uh, high school football games. So, and yeah. Probably in, in a smart fashion. I don't think they need to be canceled. I know some right. teams, San X included, have had a tough time. They wanted to move it to Saturday morning, but officials are booked up. They're booked up pretty well in advance in a lot of, and they may have to do Pee Wee games or. I don't understand games. Saturday morning. Like, just go to eight thirty. Like, I would much rather wait around all day and play at night than. I mean, imagine having to wake up to play a football game at eight a.m. Like, it, that's oh, like I, getting up at like five. Because you, ha I mean, it takes a long time to get 
juiced up for a game. I don't know why you wouldn't just delay it back. Uh, we're going to have a few 8.30 games, like Manuel at Central Harden, Spencer County at Collins is 8.30, uh, Douglas at Trinity. That's a big one. I know a lot of people will be going to. That's at 8 p.m. now, Friday night. Ballard Mail, 7.30. So pretty much everyone is going to be after 8. I we also, when did games start becoming at 7 p.m.? I saw some of that last week. It was 7.30 for eternity. When did 7 become a thing? Uh, yeah, I feel like there's been more of 7s lately, but you're right. When we were growing up, it was pretty it was just, exclusively 7.30 across yeah. the city. I mean, just all right. around. I, I I guess I'd rather do Friday. I don't I don't have an issue with Saturday morning as much as maybe you do, but it it need to be early Saturday morning because you wouldn't want the game ending around like one p.m. or two p.m. because at that point it's it, it completely defeats the purpose. Very, so, very yeah. hot out there, right. exactly. So yeah, I'm all right. I wouldn't also want to start like later than eight thirty either because people got to get home and not everybody has easy access to transportation. You don't need people walking around. Ah, uh, they're teenagers. Like they'll. Yeah. Th- Hopefully. I mean, hopefully, but yeah, I wouldn't want it later than eight 30, but at eight 30 it's hot, but like nothing that people can't participate in activities outside, assuming they're not scoots mowing the lawn and assuming right. that they're staying fully hydrated and, and they will, they'll, they'll make sure that there's plenty of water. They'll do the water breaks and all that stuff. They've been able to play some soccer this week. I know some games have been, have been canceled, but they've gotten a lot of RC games in. So if they can do that stuff, they can get the high school football in. On, on Friday, I'm dumb enough to go try and golf today, as a matter of fact. Wish I yeah, could. It's, it's, but it's a shady course. I'm definitely not walking. And uh, we're, we're going to get out there before it gets too terribly hot, although it's still going to be still going to be pretty hot. Yeah, Scoots, you, you really let us down, buddy. You mean shady as in like sketchy? Because if that's the case, I'm glad I'm not going. No, as in like tree coverage. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, that's good. And and Eminem, Slim Shady will be there. <laughs> so there, that's what we mean by that. Yeah, we ask you to play. We I just like can Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao trying to get these things scheduled with him versus my brother in a golf match, and we thought we had it all lined up today, a pretty favorable course for old Scoots, and he uh, he bailed. Unfortunately. It's it it's more like Elon and and Mark. Is where this is going. Like, I mean, it just—it's never going to work out. It's seeming seemingly never going to work out. I, I wish it could. I wish it would. I told you last night I want to play golf with you and your brother so badly. Yeah, you just never think of me, TJ. I, I got to work. I have jobs here. I have bills to pay. You can miss two hours of work and be fine. Yeah, you but I have to get, get. I have to get coverage for that, and I couldn't get coverage for today. Tr- get Trevor to show up at eleven, and then yeah, just say, "Oh, you want buddy?" Freaking right. Yeah, freaking right. That's a that is a pipe dream. Come on, everybody on the Thornton's text line. Let's bully Scoots into playing golf. You <laughs> just call him, do the like old fifteen call thing, where you call him fifteen times until he eventually answers, and just be like, "Hey, buddy, for radio content, I need you to cover for me. I'll I'll do a bats game for you or whatever." And then you get Trevor on Spears, which would be a fun treat for the radio audience as well. Not that you're not great on Spears, you are, but it's nice to mix things up from time to time. Yeah. And you are the one that says that Matt Dennison produces his own show, anyways. No, I mean, but somebody has to be here in studio. And by the way, this is the last Spear show of the week, so I don't, I don't necessarily want to miss it. I, I want to talk to old Johnny for an hour well, today. Why? It's Wednesday. Yeah, he had a death in the family, so he's got a funeral the next two days or visitation and funeral. So, 
Pops and prayers to John Spears. That's right. Tees and peace. Tease and, and his peace. family. Well, we'll maybe we'll try to make it happen next time. My brother is very excited. He was like, we could do a best ball, Scoots and me versus you, but then Scoots and I keeping our own score, see who wins that. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Bring it on. I'd still beat both of you all. But <laughs> here you are. You're just chickening out. You, man, that, that's, a, that's a fun concept. I like that idea, though, by Johnny, us playing best ball against you. I mean, we theoretically we should win, but who, who knows? Yeah. That's that's what he said. He was like he was like I think we would probably get you. I think it'd be really close. I'm, I I think with the course we're playing today, I'd have a slight advantage where I would think I'd give myself a little bit of a nod. But it'd be admittedly it'd be very close. And I think if we played other courses, you two would probably get the best of me. But it'd be a lot of fun. And best ball is not scramble; it's just best score. So that way, you yeah. two could still play against each other, keep right. it competitive. We'd have a good time out there. We'll make it happen in the future, Scoots. It's that listen to Company Man, Big Exports Radio Company Man, Scoots, saying, you know what? My job's more important than around a golf. We're happy to have you. That's why we call you the best producer well, in all of radio. It, and here's my thing, TJ. You know the hours I work, so you know the when to book a tee time. Yeah, I mean, but you obviously, first off, you have, you can skip a show from time to time. Secondly, Spears does radio about 40% of the time, so you, there's a chance that you maybe you're just off anyways. <laughs> and third and last, like we, my brother and I, we have kids that when, once it's like kid time in the in the afternoon, we may have to go it's, pick them up. Right, it's kid we time. Have, yes, Roush can understand that. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess but you have I work time. You have work time. It's a, that's also important. I, you know, we kind of we we rib you a little bit, but we totally understand. So we'll make it happen in the future. I do we'll love happen. being at work while trying to bully Scoots off of work. That's just a great concept, <laughs> Dugan. I hope you're listening. <laughs> we, well, again, we, we'd get Trevor to fill in. Everything would be all right. Trevor loves working. He loves working. It'd be nothing to him. But he's It'd be nothing at all. So he has to do the Rutherford show today. So he would be here from eleven to one. And then have, would have two hours. Granted, he's got his PS5 here, so he could just play that for a couple of hours. But then he's got Rutherford from three to six, and then I'm pretty sure he's working the bats game after Rutherford. So that would that would be a long day. That's like a scoots type of day for Trevor. I don't know if he could handle it. Well, well, he you, doesn't have it in him. I don't know that he does. Doesn't have that scoots dog in him. You you tap in for the bats game. Bada boom, bada bing. I have guys night tonight, so couldn't do that. Oh, what's guys night? Guys Is that night. um all you can eat crab? Oh, no. yeah, all you can eat crab. No, we are going to a place where Ralph once got his heart broke. Oh, Alpha? I wasn't gonna say it. You know, we don't. They're not a sponsor, so. Well, some people don't know the story. It's all right. <laughs> I, 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 there's like hardly. I mean, it's not good. So, like, you know, it's fine. Know. To okay, mention, let's take like, it. Like, Roush, it, is, all the free it is good. Yeah. It's good. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we started up uh, righteous gemstones. We had like two episodes left in season two, and now we're about two episodes into season three. Man. Season three is just—it's so good. Everybody saying that, but the first couple episodes haven't been like all that. I mean, there's oh, been man. there's been funny moments. Does it get a lot better as the season goes on? I so like I think the, the opener is good, and then it's slight lull. But like the last four are just get, each one gets better and better. Like I I I thought they had because um, with any sort of comedy or any sort of HBO show, I always worry about the best. Game of Thrones would do that. The best part, it wasn't the finale that was the best one. It was the one before that. Felt like Gemstones has has done that. A lot of HBO shows will do that because they need to 
kind of give themselves a little rope to draw out storylines for the following season. And I thought that was happening in this one, but even the the the, the finale just was a straight banger. So yeah, I'm uh, I was a big fan of this season. That's great to hear. It, it, I've I've heard a lot of people say that, and I didn't know if it was just like all of season three, or the, I didn't know what episodes to expect it. But all right, just because it's been good, but it hasn't been like anything really over the top hilarious but that's coming down the pipe that's yeah, nice yeah. i don't know what episode it was in season two but it was like the first episode that we had picked back up on and we just stopped for a year just because we got behind and just didn't pick it back up just kind of forgot about it football season started and it happens yeah. it does it can happen but when baby billy is going and like meeting his his son or i don't i guess the son or whatever it is and the son's like when you went away mom said that you turned into our cat and <laughs> kid starts meowing at baby Billy and baby Billy's like, what? Why would she do that? Why would she tell you that? That's a horrible thing to say. Boy, I don't think I, I, ooh, one of the hardest times I've laughed during a TV show. So I'm excited about it. Uh, but I'm more excited to hear about guys night at Outback. What? So you boys just go to your local Outback and raise hell. Just blooming onions as far as the eye can see. You know, we do these guys nights once a week and I bring it up every time and you all ask me the same questions every time. I just get together with some family members and occasionally some friends as well that'll that'll join us and we just have a night out. You know, get away. Everybody gets away from their wives. I get away from Gil and just a big old time. Eat, eat and drink and, and catch up with one another admittedly though like that's awesome and I, yeah. I you know i think we have guys nights and whatnot but like i don't know if on a guys night i just want to go to outback with all the bros i mean where would you want to go i would go to a place that was more known for beers and like apps well that's the thing i mean we don't it's not like we go here every month we switch it up every month so we've been doing this for okay. probably four or five years now and we we try to pick a new place every time i mean it has happened in the past where we have gone back to a repeat place but yeah pretty much we we just try to pick a new place every time well gosh yeah you guys are gonna outback when i think of new places i think of outback no i i'm not i don't mean new place in the sense know, of know, we've never like, had all, it but i don't know that we've ever had a guy's night at outback i understand but like all of you all individually have been to outback and sure. you know what you're going to be getting into yeah like what you're going to be eating what you're going to be drinking that's fine though right i mean i don't I, right you could go to a bats game. Whoa, not in this heat. I ain't going anywhere outside. You can sit in the yeah. shade. I can if if I can get me and all the guys up in Nick Curran's spot up in the A seed press box, I might be in. You'd think you'd be able to get like a hookup for one of those. John was A seed, by the way. Spears uh Spears gets media credentials sometimes to go to bats games, so he gets to sit up in the press box. Maybe I could just do that. Could yeah, do that. But- Get all the guys up there just drinking beers in the press box. They'd love that. <laughs> I think you can call Greg Galliette, get you a suite. That's true. Maybe maybe he'd hook it up for us. Yeah, I don't know. He, I don't. I, I think the beers might be a little cheaper at the restaurant. Ooh, could be could be dollar beer night though. Mm, uh, not on Wednesday. Yeah, probably so. Were we gonna do a big X night at a Bats game? We talked about it. Yeah, only if we get to throw out the first pitch. So we got to talk to old Greg. Yeah. Well, the season's running out of time here before <laughs> we know it, but that is a good segue into uh, into a season that is about to start and likely oh, man. your fantasy so football down. season, uh, and we are going to get to that. But, Rash, I didn't ask how your Tuesday was. We we got into scoots, lawn mowing, well, heat stroke, all that sort of stuff. I, I did. I helped a, a friend who he had uh, – he's getting – 
basically he got his kitchen done. His his whole house got fixed up for the lack of a better term. It was the party house forever. Now it's going from college party house to prof- young professional. Uh, so everything's getting nice up. He needed help just moving some things around last night. And we just got to talking about gambling on football. And it was, it was a, it, it had a very much dude's rock kind of feel. We we're like, oh man, there's gonna be dollar beers at Churchill. And we can just walk over and place bets at the track. Oh my God. Like, I, <laughs> at one point he's like, I might not even bet the horses. I might just bet the football games. Like, yeah, you won't be betting the horses up there. But that, that's something that's going to happen for two, Thursday nights in September. So, it, actually, here's going to be a three Thursday night run. Or Here's here's your four Thursday nights for the next month, uh, starting next week. You have opening weekend of college football, uh, Florida, Utah. Then you have Louisville hosting a home game, and you can place legal wagers at Churchill Downs. I believe that's the, the start date. Uh, the following week, they're going to have $2 beers, and like the sports book will be open at the track. And then the week after that, you can start betting on your phone. So there's a there's a nice little run of Thursdays coming up, and we just we we were getting all fired up about this. And then I just got out my 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 apps and started looking at uh, futures for today's show to for the NFL. So I'm I'm fired up. So, I'm fired up. Football season's almost here. So what's the date I can place a wager on my phone in Kentucky, Ralph? It's September 28th, I believe. Is yeah, September 28th is that Thursday? Gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, you can do it in person at Churchill Downs, or I, I don't know what all the different registered places you're going to be because the downtown, don't call me a casino, is not open yet. I know that will be a place you could place wagers in person. And then the place over popular level, um, I forget what they call it. Derby that. City Gaming. Yeah, you'll be able to there. Uh, and then in Lexington, it, it's another fun because he's uh, talking about getting a party bus for his birthday to Keeneland the day of the Tennessee game. Which I was like, oh man, that's going to be awesome. And I was like, what if they just have a sports book on the hill that you can tailgate from? And he's like, dude, you don't even need it. You just get on your phone. And I'm like, even better. Oh, wait. And when you go to Kentucky football games this year, you'll be able to buy beers there. And he's like, because he is one of those who he, he cut, I don't want to say quit going, but he, he has not been a regular as he used to be because he couldn't bet on games or drink beers at them. And now you'll be able to have Bofa this fall at Kroger Field. Exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, so the timeline is you can place an in-person bet at a licensed retail facility in Kentucky starting Thursday, September 7th. So you wouldn't be able to do it for U of L's opener, which is not a home opener. It's on the road. It's but their Atlanta. home opener, you you could you Buy could in that theory home opener, correct? Yes, you could in theory stop in to place a bet on the game and then walk over the bridge and go to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, I like when you kind of map out all the Thursdays, what we have coming down. Very exciting. And then September 28th, you can make bets on your phone, which beggars, choosers, blah, blah, blah. This all should have been set up ready to go before football season. I just don't understand the the point of waiting the two weeks, I guess that's just a bone. They had to throw the horse racing people. I I don't, I don't really three three weeks. And yeah, you're exactly right. It's they're doing that supposedly to just try to force people into those sports books and these facilities. So they think like, Oh yeah, it's kind of nice here. I'll come back and do this. Even though I'll be able to do it on my phone. I have seen the facility. I've been in the facility. I enjoyed the facility. 
they're trying to get you in the habit. Yeah, exactly. I think Indiana did something similar too, but that's what they're going to try to do is they're just going to, they want three weeks to be able to showcase like, Hey, yeah, we get it. Most people are going to bet on their phones, but you all can have fun here. The only thing I would advise though, and this happened at the Indiana one is when you're doing that and you're trying to appeal people into your facilities, you better have everything operating smoothly because Indiana did not. There were really, really long lines. There was just very few people working. A lot of people working weren't familiar with bets or just the system or the computers that they were working with. And it was a cluster. And honestly, it did make me think like, I don't really want to come back to this place. I cannot wait to be able to bet on my phone. It made me appreciative to be able to bet on my phone more. So for all these places in Louisville and Lexington and throughout the state, if you all are going to try to showcase why people should come inside your all's facilities to make your bets, you better, for three weeks, you better have stuff running smoothly for the first time ever, which is a hard thing to ask companies and places to do because you got to be able to shake off the rust a little bit. But I do, I do wish they would have had all this ready for football season, but at least, at least we don't have to wait another year. At least we won't have to keep driving over bridges to Indiana yeah, or Ohio yeah. or West Virginia or Tennessee wherever you may be going to be Illinois to have to go make these bets. That's nice. I guess I can wait an extra month, but it would have been, it's very on brand Kentucky to like not have it all up and running for the start of the biggest moneymaker, which is college and NFL football season. Well, I mean, at least it will be running for almost all of it. (laughs) So you're right. You're right. I know it's, it's, I'm not I'm not too upset about it. I just wish they would have done it. But I'm happy to have it. Like I said, happy to right, have it. Right. Uh, and we're going to be talking bets. And we're going to be talking fantasy. And we're going to be talking NFL. Not something we normally do. We do have a couple UK quick hitters uh, that we'll get to throughout the show. We do have the Thornton's text line. I think some people are like, when you're doing a fantasy show, does that mean it's going to be two hours full of fantasy football? Well, we're 30 minutes in and we haven't said a word about it. So it's really yeah. probably going to end up being like a segment, and maybe two segments. I, I also admittedly... Um... I have no fantasy football prep. It's all team-based prep, like people moving, that sort of thing. Because uh, I haven't like here on a fantasy football preview show. Yeah, I, I did an NFL preview show. So because like I'm not, I don't know how to even format it to be like this player is good. Like, uh, yeah, you wouldn't so. know how to how to talk fantasy football. No, because like we don't like usually. Um, and anytime I turn on a fantasy football podcast, they're two in the weeds. It's not like. Here's your draft guide. Here's who should be better than what's expected. Here's who should be worse. That sort of thing. It's it's usually like two in the weeds for me to even enjoy. So, um, but if we go division by division, I can say players I like. I've got futures on it. It. I, I understand what Roush is saying. It is kind of hard to do a fantasy show because you do have certain players that you like and you think should be good, but. For every individual draft, those players have to drop down to a certain position. You have to know where to draft them and all that. So, I mean, I've done a lot of fantasy drafts this year on DraftKings. So, I I have a somewhat of an idea of the order of guys. But yeah, once you get down to like those 12, 15th picks or whatever, it's 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 hard. It's really hard. If you're doing a fantasy podcast every day for an hour, sure. I, I could see how that would get repetitive and tough. But like to say, I'm staying far away from Devontae Adams this year. Do not draft him. He's going in the second round too high. Yeah, that's easy analysis. Like we yeah, could, we could yeah. do that for two yeah. segments and be all right. So I mean, I, but I, I know how to like frame it. Like, um, hey, that guy plays for them now because I had definitely had some moments while doing some research 
um, last night. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, NFL, ever-changing league, and sometimes draft NFL fantasy drafts are when you're like, oh, yeah, forgot about that, or I remember that in April but had forgotten about it. We'll get to it. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. Remember to stop in at Thornton's today to get your day started the right way. 89 cents, 32-ounce drink. Save money on gas as prices continue to soar. It's always nice when Thornton's throws a little back to their refreshing rewards members. Easy to do. Download the app. You'll be all signed up, ready to go. They show you specials on the app. They show you gas, gas prices in your area. So if you want to save a few bucks here or there, it all adds up. It all is helpful at Thornton's. Check them out today. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Okay. Justin Kalen, Nick Roush, and TJ Walker. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1458. We've got Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. I'm TJ Walker on your Wednesday morning. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Scoot, seems like a lot of people got a kick out of you saying all the the, the guys get away from their wives and you get away from Gil. <laughs> is Gil not invited to boys' night? No, he is. I just thought that was that would be a funny little quip to throw in there. But no, oh, he's okay. he, he always has the open invite to join us for guys' night. Does he ever go? I think he's been once. I, it, that's the thing is I, I invite all my friends, and, yeah, they just rarely come. And I mean, they all have busy lives, so I understand. But, yeah, it'd be nice to spend time with friends as well as family. Roush, all, all his friends. Well, I mean, you all have families. I know you're not going to come. You're going to give me some BS excuse that, I don't know, kids got to eat or something. Yeah, kids do got to eat. <laughs> No, that is that's one of my go-to excuses. You're right. You do I, have me there. You know, that's the I do, one I do be talking about how my baby be eaten. That's the one thing in life that I wish I had was a kid because not only so not only can you use it as an excuse for like getting out of stuff that you just don't want to do like on the weekends or guys night or whatnot, but the it gets so frustrating working at a place and people are just constantly using their kids like hey i'm not gonna come in today and my kid's sick doesn't have a babysitter and that's just acceptable like everybody the kids are the one excuse you can use that nobody judges you for like okay yeah you're good parent wish i had a kid i guess roush and i and any parent have definitely used a kid as an excuse to probably like get out of somewhere yeah. or leave somewhere early. I mean, every human in the history of kids that have had kids has, has done that to some extent, but scoots, the reason why nobody like questions kids excuses is because more times than not, they're, they're, they're real. Valid. Yeah. Like it's actual yeah. reality. Kids get sick. It is on. I would have never in a million years. This for future parents out there. Your kid is going to be sick all the freaking time. And right when, like if you have two weeks when they're not sick, you're in your, in your brain. You better be thinking like, oh boy, like something's coming down the pipe. 
and maybe if you don't send your kid to daycare or something, it can be different. Or, uh, but if you send your kid to daycare like we do, I, and it's not like serious stuff, like where you're having to go to the ER or the hospital, it's just they're going to have a snotty nose. They're going to be sneezing. There may be a day that they have a fever. There may be a couple days where they don't sleep well. So, Scoots, I would say that's why it, it, everybody can get away with baby excuses is because they're actually usually pretty valid. Well, I, see, I'm in the, of the mindset that, I don't know, I, I, I'm trying to think of a number in my head. Maybe like 60% of the time those excuses are valid, but when you use your kid and you're going to go home and take care of them and be a good parent, can anybody really question that, you know? Like if somebody comes in and they're like, oh, I, I got to go home, my kid's sick, we're not going to be like, oh, well, what, what do they got? Tell me more about this sickness, you know? You kind of just take it in stride. People use their kid as an excuse and you just – you just believe it, which I hate. Well, um, if you want to go clean up the diapers, then uh, go right ahead. Go I right just, ahead. I just want a freaking uh, random, random ass day off work that I can call in and be like, "My kid's sick. I'm not coming today." Yeah, well, I, the thing is, though, is those days, those days suck. Though, like they're, they're probably. Is, is it worse taking care of a sick kid or being sick yourself, TJ? How would you assess? Oh, it's, it's close. Yeah. Well, that's a great man. Good Wednesday question there. I, I would lean towards. Mm, I don't know. because I think a lot of people would like automatically think you would rather be sick than your kid being sick, which is where I would default to. But the thing is, if you're sick to a certain degree, you're like worthless in childcare, yeah. in which case, like then, you know, you're you're, you're kind of worthless. Um, where your baby is sick, it's like the most heartbreaking, saddest thing in the world, but at least, you know, you're going to do everything in your power to make sure that they feel better and you're going to do all the things that you can do. But then again, it just breaks your heart seeing a little kid not feeling well. So I, that's a good one. I don't know. What would you say? Yeah. I... I'd say me, I guess, just because I, I would rather deal with it. I'll try to soldier through than a little 23-month-old. But like, if you're really sick and you're out of the game, then you know you're you're basically needing to be babysat just like a baby is. Yeah, and then you don't get taken care of. So yeah, that is tough. It's uh, I, I would just say at least like, if you're the one who's sick, you get like some kind of quiet time to do things. And when they are, they're usually napping longer, so you can get stuff done while they're taking the long naps. So yeah, I think it's it's worse if they do. I th- that, that, that's a good question, though. Good, good yeah, question. Yeah. We got we got the hamster wheels turning. Um, we got a little bit of Kentucky football to get to uh, later on. But TJ, let's start talking NFL. I got I got some notes here. Um, what what's the way you want to go about doing this? Because I I just have things for every single division. I have takes on um, every team in the AFC. So I'm I'm ready to rock in that regard. First and foremost, yes. make sure you're doing your fantasy leagues on Yahoo. ESPN sucks. I don't really notice a difference, but you know, you you have that. You're the wild, you're the last person still fighting that Yahoo battle. Yahoo's great. Love it. Very easy to use, easy to navigate. I've been in le- a combined two leagues that have been going for like almost 30 years. It's great. It's the uh, I'd make a tweak here or there, but it's yeah. I just hate ESPN so much. My mom does hers on ESPN, and I have to set her lineups for her and whatnot. And it's just like, oh, not a huge fan of it. Wait, I wish I had more analysis than that, but that's really all I've got. Your mom does fantasy football, but she doesn't know how to fill out her own lineups. 
She does. She does. She can do it herself. But sometimes when we're at lunch together, Scooch, she'll say, hey, would you mind looking over this scene if it looks good? Oh, okay. I'll I say, gotcha. you know, Brett Favre's been out of the league for a long time, Mom. We got to we got to <laughs> we got to cut him. I'd, I'd be I'll curious. I'd be curious to know how many times you have helped or hurt her by doing that. That's the beauty of it. Is we never really find out. We never really know. She's definitely not going to remember. on. And sometimes on Sundays, we'll have dinner over at the parents. I'll go get her phone and just see how she's doing. And But she'll never be like, well, you told me to start that guy, and I didn't. Um, actually, there maybe was like a time or two where she kind of got on me about having a guy on her bench. But ultimately, <laughs> she's the manager. She's got total control. She can start, sit, whoever she wants. Um, she don't normally does pretty good in her league. I think this is maybe the third or fourth year that she's going to be doing it. She, I don't know if she's ever won, but she's definitely been in, in the hunt a time or two. So we're going to bring it home for her this there, year. There her, is. Her, her, go ahead. I was just going to say her fantasy name is Stoops Troops, which is great. <laughs> I was just going to say there's something to be said for women playing fantasy football. For whatever reason, yeah. every league that I've been in and I, that's had a woman – they have kicked our ass. I don't know if it's because and, – and it may be similar to, like, doing the NCAA bracket. Like, the less you know, the better, and you can just get lucky from time to time. But, yeah, the women in fantasy football leagues are, are killer. This is how I wanted to start the fantasy segment. Should women be allowed in your fantasy league? Absolutely they should be allowed. But they're Well, not if they're going to kick your butt, Scoots. Well, I mean – I have a, I have just as good a chance of getting my butt kicked by a guy, too. So, might as well. More the merrier. All right. I just had to do the Yahoo plug there. Uh, it's an annual thing. We've got we've got to do it. Let's, let's – how do we want to do this? Well, you know what? I'll start it off and just tell you a future bet I like from the AFC East. And that's the Jets plus 270. I, a lot of my future bets, not all of them, as you're going to find out, but a lot of them, I'm looking for value. It's not necessarily, Roush, exactly what I think is going to happen. Do I think the Jets are going to win the division over the Bills? No, I think the Bills are probably going to win the AFC East. But for plus 270 versus the Bills plus 120, Aaron Rodgers having a lot to prove, a lot of young talent, a really, really good defense with the Jets. I could see it happening. So I like plus 270, AFC East, Jets. Do I think it's actually going to cash? I think it's got like a 50-50 chance or maybe a 49% chance, but I think it's a decent chance. And no, I'm not worried about the Dolphins, uh, not worried about the Patriots. I know that's a weird thing to say in the NFL, to not be worried about the Patriots. I think the Dolphins are going to be fine, maybe a playoff team. But a nice future bet, plus 270 for the Jets, and a guy who's won MVP, what, two out of the last three years or whatever it was, having better receivers, as much as it pains me to say, back with his so offensive coordinator. I would look at the Jets plus 270 as, uh, uh, you know, put 10 bucks on it. Common, like, the, I, the way I look at the NFL this year is there's three divisions that I think are pretty up for grabs. Um, where, like, you, common knowledge would say try to go get some value and not take the top pick, and that's AFC East, AFC North, and the NFC North. Or, like, really any of those four teams. Like, it feels like there's a pecking order to a degree, but I think even the 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 worst team in there is going to still be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's bear, you know, like I, 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 they're they're gonna they're gonna up pull off some upsets on one of these Sundays where you think they're the worst, and then they you know 
the Patriots are going to beat the Bills or something, right? Like, I, I feel like something like that's going to happen. So I'm going to stay away from those. Um, and in the AFC East, I, my, my, my biggest just overall take is I feel like I can just see the – I, I can see the storyline playing out for the Bills to finally get over the hump and to win the Super Bowl. Uh, there's only a window that's so like it, it's only so big before you got to hit recycle, and I think that's what's made the Chiefs so incredible is that they were able to to do that just like mid reload, right? Like they 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 got rid of Tyreek Hill and were still able to keep the the pieces they thought important and keep this train rolling. Uh, so, for the Bills, though, Bills and Bengals, it's like it feels like they only got a certain amount of windows before they're going to be paying Josh Allen and Joe Burrow too much. And I feel like this is the perfect timing where all the stars are going to align for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, not only do you have like, – you, you can see the DeMar Hamlin storyline playing out, right? Like, that's the start of their championship DVD where – uh, and then they get beat at home in the snow because they're not physical enough. So they go out and get Latavius Murray to add to their running in. They add some physicality to him. Uh, they pick up Dalton Kincaid in the NFL draft. I, I really like him. He was the first tight end off the board. He can really help in those that because the Bills they they have an explosive offense and a really good defense. But it's sometimes that like their short yardage situations. Josh Allen was their best their best person available for that. So. I think getting a guy like Kincaid can help him in the red zone and sort of that medium to short range attack. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm pushing my chips in on the Bills. They're eight to one, uh, or excuse me, nine to one to win the Super Bowl. So uh, I'll be sprinkling on that as my Super Bowl bet uh, because I do my, my thing with the Jets, TJ. It, it feels like they could. It, they're either going to figure it out in time for a playoff run, or they're going to be an awesome like regular season team, and then flame out in the playoffs, which if I know anything about Aaron Rodgers, the, the latter is more likely to happen. That uh, That's well said. It's a little painful, but it's true, unfortunately. And I, I think that both those things could happen where maybe the Jets win the East, but the Bills go on and, and win the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl. I, I have mm-hmm. really nothing against the Bills. I'm just mostly looking for value in some of this stuff. And the right. Bills, that's, you know, I didn't make any Super Bowl future bets. These future bets are either a little off the wall or divisional or stuff like that. Right, uh, right. But I, I like that number for the Bills to to, to win it all. They yeah. do seem to be knocking on the door. And speaking of Demar Hamlin, folks, as a future bet, you can get it on DraftKings. I'm TJ Value Walker is what they used to call me. This is not value. No, unless it unless it is. Unless it, it is. I mean, it's probably like guaranteed money though. I know what you're going with because I I saw that. And I was like. Oh, dang it. Is it's there... free money. It is. Yeah, it's terrible it is. value, but it's free money. Yeah. DeMar Hamlin is your already has won the comeback player of the year. You can yeah. get it minus 285, which you'd have to bet $285 to win 100. That's a risky bet to a certain degree, but not if it's free money, which in this yeah. case it is. And like even, you know, we got on the Oscar Shibway National Player of the Year race pretty early on. But Roush, we started telling people like, Hey, he's minus 400, but it's free money. I get it. It's not good juice, but it's he's going to win it. So, like, bet on it. Minus 285 right now, not good juice. It's only going to get worse, assuming, like, he just does anything. Like, when he makes a tackle on kickoff yeah. for special teams, right. like, boom, there's your highlight reel. Go ahead and give him the award the next day. How many uh, games the guy nearly does he died have to play? On the, the guy nearly died on the field. 
he's going to win comeback player of the year. Minus 285 is really not a bad number. How many games does he have to play for that to happen? Um, like one. I don't even know. I don't think it even has to be a full season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with TJ on there. Because, Scoots, I was wanting to see if TJ Watt, like, oh, maybe I can get him for comeback player of the year. And then I saw the odds. I was like, oh, yeah, not a chance. Yeah, no. <laughs> you could bet TJ uh, Watt on defensive player of the year. Which, by the way, I wrote that down as one of my future bets. Plus 850 for him to win defensive player of the year. Yeah, that, I'm on, pretty... I am on Quinn and Williams for plus 3,000. Oh, that's Just saying. crazy. Um, I, well, I'm, uh, if, if you want... TJ Value Walker, I love it. Well, I got... I got Hooked with the heart or with the hard knocks last week when he had those eleven sacks in one practice. I was like, okay, let me just bet Quinn and Williams for defensive player of the year. Well, you know, <laughs> you got the crazy value, but that's that's not going to happen. But I do at least like that you're excited, Scoots. And here's the one thing you can sell yourself is defensive player of the year has been a pass rusher um, every year since 2013. Uh, yeah, who, every year except one. Can you name the one defensive player of the year that was not a pass rusher? Charles Woodson. Ooh, a little too old. Uh, I think your other team, TJ. What's the last 20 years? Since 2013. Oh, since 2013. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Diggs from the Cowboys, but that's probably not right. That is not correct. He did not win it. But he Uh, did have – But it was a cornerback. He did have about eight or nine interceptions that year, though, so. Mm, He did. He did. Good guess. So – J.J. Watt won it in 2011, and he won like three out of four years. Luke Keekley was sprinkled in there. But uh, Stephon Gilmore from the Patriots famously got cut. Was it the following year or two years later? Uh, But, yeah, that happened in uh, 2019. So uh, pretty crazy. that I mean, that's just where – so if you're going to make a bet on any of those defensive awards, go with edge rushers. Like that's just – it's an edge rushers league. and here, 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 here's your fantasy football tip from old Rashi boy. Damian Harris jumped from the Pats to the Bills. That that could be a nice late round, like, oh, crap, I need another running back in case somebody gets hurt. That's a good third running back. Um, like if you're in an eight-teamer, I think I'm in 10-teamers, he'll be around kind of later on. Um, and he'll, he'll get a lot of touches if he can just stay healthy. I think a lot of last year – for him, it's injuries, but also like he was stuck playing for Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator last year. Funny you bring him up, Roush, because when you were talking about the Bills, I was actually going to ask you what your thoughts are on their running backs. Because if they do have one weakness, I just feel like it's that running back room. I, I mean, maybe it's because I'm not a believer in James Cook, but he had a really good year yeah. last year. But I don't believe in James Cook. I don't believe in Latavius Murray, and I don't damn sure don't believe in Damian Harris. So interesting to see you, or to hear you bring him up. Yeah, like, and, and some of it for me is just, uh, like, I think he's going to have some explosive. Because I'm not, the, like you said, I'm not the biggest believer in James Cook. Um, but Latavius Murray is going to be a formidable, like, he's 33 years old and just going to smash some heads inside. So, I, I'm not going to have him on a fantasy team by any means. But for, for what the Bills need, I think he's a, he's a solid third option uh, vet. Yeah, don't don't draft Damian Harris before a double digit round would be my advice. But if you can nab him near the end of your draft, I would yeah. think that there's potentially some value there. And uh, let's talk about some of the other top players, fantasy players in the AFC East. Jalen Waddle is uh, a a pit is a player yeah. that you could maybe find in your second round that I like a lot. 
but maybe he's the second wide receiver on his team. Tyreek Hill is a guaranteed first rounder in most of your leagues. Other good players in the AFC East to keep an eye on. Stefan Diggs most likely going to be a first rounder in most leagues. What do we think about Garrett Wilson now having Aaron Rodgers to throw to? God, that, that's really, really appealing. He he's he's a that's a that he'll be a second rounder in most leagues. Like the amount of targets he's gonna get, like if he stays healthy, he's going to have an enormous year. I don't know, Roush. He's been dropping further than that for me. He's He's been going down to like three or four, which I'm, I'm very surprised because I'm with you. I think he just sees so many more targets. And then, of course, in Hard Knocks, like the connection they have together, they had the whole weed smoke and handshake. And, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun year for Garrett Wilson. But for me, in my experience, he has been dropping a little bit lower than two. Yeah. If you can uh, get him or the third or fourth round, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't hesitate. Oh, no doubt. I would, I would jump on him in a heartbeat. Here's a question uh, because I I have my worries about the Dolphins, and it's all just based on Tua's health. Over under 11 and a half regular season games played for Tua Tagovailoa. I'll say over because if it's the under, then he's got a one-way ticket to Bolivia out of the NFL. Like, he can't get hurt again. I, too, would say over. But it's got to be over. Which got to be like, But, like, can't you just see him being hurt and he never plays in the NFL again? Like yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like that's just as likely as him playing a full season. Isn't it more likely? Isn't it the exact same as the whole Demar Hamlin situation? Ooh, I mean, concussions versus like a medical episode—they're different, similar. I mean, I like it's I, not like Demar's not doing a recurring thing, whereas like sure, two is—it's okay. like yeah, one more, and he's kind of that tough. makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like he, Rogers had some concussion stuff earlier in his career, but that was a different the, yeah, time in the sure. NFL, and, and he eventually was fine or has been fine. So, hope, fingers crossed, you get something similar with Tua. Yeah, it because um, that offense is a lot of fun, but it's it's wholly dependent on Tua uh, being there to to dish the ball around. So uh, that's what like the Dolphins are like that. That's what makes the AFC so tough is because the Dolphins are a very frisky team. That I mean, the, that game last year where they beat the Bills and it was a thousand degrees was a wild watch, um, and they were, I mean, they were right there at the end of the year. They feel like a fringe team where they did well for a first year coach, and if he can strike while the iron's hot, like a lot of people, I saw Dan Campbell's the favorite to win Coach of the Year, but like Mike McDaniel could get that second year bump. It's just we praise. Dan Campbell because he got his team to rally when they had nothing to play for against Green Bay and they were eliminated early. But we ripped Mike McDaniel because he vapes and he couldn't get a play call in in the wild card game in Buffalo. But like they're they're kind of in the the, the same boat. They're very similar. That made me that made me laugh. One guy uh, that seems like a great guy, but I am not going to draft him under really any circumstance. I think most he's going late second, early third, and most 12-team leagues is Stevenson from the from New England. Oh, yeah. Don't. Uh, Ramond, how do you pronounce his first name? Ramondre. Ramondre. Yeah. Yeah. Just I stay like away him. From I think he's, a, I think he's a, exactly. And especially with yeah. them bringing in Ezekiel Elliott and just Bill Belichick with running backs over the course of the last two decades. Yeah. Stay same clear. Way. Stay clear. Their offense should be better, but stay, stay far, oh, This should far be like away. his big year, and I think he's probably going to have some good games, but he'll also have games where he gets like four or five touches, and you're just – he's 25. He's ready to break out this year. I just 
wrong, wrong system, wrong system for a fantasy player, in my opinion. I brought this up on Spears yesterday, but how pissed do you think Belichick is now that Jonathan Taylor has been given permission to seek a trade, and he just <laughs> he just went out and signed Ezekiel Elliott when he could have had Jonathan Taylor? Uh, well, well, they're looking. How about, they're, they're looking for a lot of picks, though. They're that's they're true. looking for yeah. big time value for Jonathan Taylor. So we can talk about yeah AFC South up next. How about that? Yeah, maybe we'll try to lump two divisions in. We went a little long on that. We also have the Thornton's text line to get to. It's going to be a fun second hour of Kentucky Roll Call. If you're listening, you're just like, I hate fantasy football. I hate the NFL. This isn't going to be our our normal show, show format. We'll get back to the nonsense tomorrow. Corey Price will be joining us for UK trivia. And we do have a couple UK football things to get to in hour number two. So don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Uh, this is weird. It says I'm muted, but I don't think I'm muted. It doesn't say it, that over here. It doesn't say it on my little face? Nope. Nope. Not here either. Okay. It doesn't say it down at the bottom that I'm muted, but it still has the little mute thing at the top right corner, which is is just silly. But anyways, we're back. A little inside baseball there. KRC on Big X. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Hopefully you took advantage of Double Point Tuesday at Salsaritas. On their Taco Tuesday, always a fun special they've got going on there. Every Tuesday, you can double your points. Today's Wednesday, unfortunately, but they still do have delicious burritos, quesadillas, tacos, nachos, wildly addictive chips, hot, spicy salsa, anything you could want. Salsaritas has it. It's fresh daily. That's why it's called the Fresh Mexican Grill. It's Salsaritas. We love them. You will as well. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, got a drive through and it's really cool. And then in St. Matthew's, nice big covered patio. You're probably going to want to sit inside today, but if you just like the fresh air, you're still going to be cool. They got a lot of fans there in that covered patio too, so it really felt nice there uh, when we've had lunch or dinner. So check them out. Download the app. You'll save time. You'll save money at Salsaritas, and keep them in mind for your catering needs. A lot of fun events coming down over the next couple of weeks, tailgates, parties, whatever there may be. Keep Salsaritas in mind for their catering. They can do a great job of that. Text on in to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Roush, do we want to get to some of the U.K. football stuff from yesterday or maybe just some of the um, Yeah, well, just quickly, um, because Liam Cohen had an update that basically the right tackle position, it's probably going to bleed over into the season um, where they'll have, like, he likes how Jeremy Flax has improved. Um uh, but Cortland Ford's playing well. So sounds like they're going to split duty there, maybe a series on and off. Uh, but he feels good about eight or nine guys that if they've got a – if it's in a pinch, they're going to – those guys can step in. Um, but essentially what you're going to be working with is Kentucky's got a solid first four, and then right tackle is going to rotate probably every other series uh, until, until somebody takes that job, or they just might continue rotating. 
Um, that's happened in the past at certain positions, and it's it's been fine. It's worked out well enough for the Kentucky football team. So uh, that's where we are with right tackle. Quarterback, too, he said he feels much better about it than they did a year or two ago, um, where everybody's at. So I know some folks were worried, but that 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 is at least a little bit encouraging. Um, but, um, yeah, you can tell they're, they're ready to get the ball rolling. They're ready to get to game week. Uh, we'll have one more media session with Brad White tonight. And then, uh, yeah, and then it's a couple practices. Game week starts next week. Then we'll really be in the routine. So um, I know everybody's fired up and just ready to ready for it all to, to get here. Yeah, starting Monday of next week, it's it may as well be a Monday in the middle of October. It may well be a Monday at the end of November. It's it's game week, and they do things one way, and it's repetitive. And nope. they get into that repetition starting on Monday, which means it's football season, baby, which is great news. Couldn't get here soon enough. Are we concerned about the injury? Uh, injury? Yeah, I think you were the one that posted about it. Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, it was, a, I'm just, I, I don't know how concerned I'm about it yet, but, um, I'm, I'm, I just heard, uh, eh, it doesn't sound like it's great news. So I don't know. Stoops will tell us Monday if Ben Christman's able to play or not this year. Um, uh, but if he's not out, that would just stink because he was going to be the third guard. Um, and ideally, he's getting reps this year to become a starter next year in place of Kenneth Horsey. If that's not the case, then that's that's no dice, no dice at all. So uh, I don't know. We'll kind of kind of wait and see, but it, it doesn't sound sound good. Ben Chrisman, the transfer from Ohio State. If I'm not mistaken, he was basically just he was kind of a versatile player, right? And somebody that they felt like maybe they could move around a little bit, or no. I mean, he was going to just like whatever you needed at guard, uh, he was going to be their backup Okay, for Horsey or Cox. So he was going to be the – if you had your two tackles, he was going to be your seventh man um, on the Kentucky offensive line. Um, so now what they do, they've moved Dylan Ray around quite a bit. So it'll kind of come down to, to that guy who, uh, you know, no offense to him, but the Ohio State guy, he was the second highest ranked play recruit on that line a little bit higher ceiling to Dylan Ray who I think was coming to Kentucky as a walk-on but they might have given him a scholarship now so um, so not good news on a position that we were a little nervous about going into the season yeah I mean at least you feel confident about the two starters it's not like he was pushing to be a starter but yeah Uh it, it would not be great so we'll get we'll get the final word from Stoops on Monday but that but, that injury happened a couple of weeks ago, and I heard actually it might be good, and then yeah, heard recently, no, not great, Bob. So, so this was the debate on on KS board is losing Ben Christman a big deal to the outlook of UK's football season? Yes or no? People were arguing and debating that, and it got a little uh, personal. Yeah, no, but that's Bagel Boy. You got to just take Bagel Boy for what he is. He's just a contrarian. Uh, I thought ba- Bagel Bagel Boy wasn't taking personal shots. People were taking personal shots at Bagel Boy. Bagel Boy just stated the opinion that he doesn't think this is a, that big of a deal, and he feels good about 
the other development of the other players. Other people were the ones that were being very rude and nasty to Bagel Boy. They, they and that is the one thing too that I've noticed. He has like he's been warned enough. He doesn't take the personal shots. He just has takes that are so hot that people call him a looney to. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's riling people up so much that they're calling him names. Because because he does make a point like the season wasn't living and dying by him. Like this isn't Lane and Young getting hurt two weeks before. You know, you're losing your left tackle for the season right before it starts. Uh, this is losing a guy who was going to be a, a a fine role player who could play an important role if somebody got dinged up. But like you were not going to notice Ben Christman on the football field this fall, like that. That to that his point, he's correct. But ideally, you've got him in there because you never know what's going to happen, and you want that position. Like part of the big critique that I think was a little bit overblown, but is certainly true to an extent. When Wolford came in um, and didn't rotate guys, like there was no experience. Christman was going to log, like he was going to play multiple series in all of these first three games in September, right? Like, if healthy, you know, they're, they're, they're going to play those guys some uh, just to give them some experience. Um, and so that next year, it's not – they're not completely falling off the face of the earth when Kenneth Horsey is finally not the starter after, like, five years. So, so Bega Boy, I think, was making some valid points, which, if you don't know, KS Board, KSR Plus, he is the – He's the hot take artist, and I at first I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" But he is really what makes the the message board game a lot of fun uh, because you just never know what the hell that guy's going to say. So his name is Bagel McCoy, and he's got a, a, his picture seems to be a warp picture of Matt Jones. Uh, but he's been a member since 2020. Has KS Board even been around since 2020? Uh, no. So I don't know how he's done that, but uh, <laughs> but I it, it, it's 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 been a lot of fun. It's getting more fun as the season uh, gets closer. Uh, and they changed up too. So if you were like, well, do I want to get this or not? Uh, now there's no sales. It's just always either a dollar for your first month to try it, or you get twenty five percent off an annual membership, which is like seventy five bucks for a year. So. Uh, but a lot of fun stuff over there on KS Board right now. I think the correct answer is that, like, correct, Ben Chrisman isn't really changing the outlook of the season. But if Kentucky has another or two offensive line injuries, you could say, well, you know, you lost him, and that just becomes such a bigger deal losing him in the preseason. So it could lead to something, but as it stands right now, probably not the, the biggest of deals in the world. But – there's going to be more injuries. I mean, hopefully not at the offensive line position, fingers crossed, but that's just football. People are going to go down. That's why you got to have solid recruiting classes, solid depth. Player retention is really important, obviously, and Kentucky, for the most part, has done a solid job at that sort of stuff. So we'll see. Um, I just, it's just, I don't think it's a huge deal, but offensive line is where a lot of people are nervous. So any sort of crack there may, may end up turning into something bigger. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you want to read a couple texts? Let's do it. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text on. Stop in today. I found a Thornton's on my route from Lexington to Louisville, so I can – now I've got like – all right, this is my this is my quick pit stop if I need to grab some. My, my I got my, – my stomach's hurt, you know. Haven't eaten much. Let me just grab a quick snack and a, co- a cup of coffee. So got that planned out now where I've got one in Louisville and Lexington. Uh, so we're ready to rock and roll. Shout out to the Versailles Road uh, Thorntons there uh, by Retinal. 
Uh, Texter says, unpopular UK opinion, Power K is over Remain size. And you know what, TJ? I get this unpopular opinion. Uh, Did we lose Roush? Sounds like it, yeah. What a, what a good radio tease, though. No kidding. He sounded pretty fired up. He sounded <laughs> like it was going to be a hot take, and then he leaves yeah. us all in suspense. I love that. I, I, I hit the cord and knocked my microphone out. Uh, <laughs> but no, I get it, because Kentucky stuck when we wore the Power K for the most part, right? Like, they're good in the 80s and the 70s, but the, our most recent memories of the Power K were all bad. So I get that. Uh, but, like, also, it just it just looks cool. Yeah, Something. I... I I, it, Texter, it probably is over-romanticized. It is just a letter at the end of the day. I just thought it was good. I like seeing a big block K, and when you saw it, you were like, Kentucky. I enjoyed that. So I do like it. I'd like to see it back, but it was it cool in the field, too. Romanticized. Like, yeah. going, having a logo go from, like, basically take up one-third of the entire football field. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean just... it was a power It was a power K. It, it's yeah. more than just a clever name. South End Josh here. The baby duck slide is my favorite part of the fair. I could set up a chair and a cooler full of Michelob Ultras and watch them slide into the water all day. Uh, You've got it figured out, South End Josh. Real- here. It's just the simple things in life. Have you ever seen the duck slide, Scoots? I have not, but I'm really disappointed with that text that we didn't continue down the Happy Gilmore Road because he started with my favorite part at the fair. I could just set up a chair, and I thought we were just going to keep rhyming, but... Alas, no, I have no Go idea. Go down what, to the bay, get some hay. I have what no, do you say? no idea what the duck slide is, no. I just may. Have you ever been to the Kentucky State Fair, Scooch? Yeah, not you, since I was like 13 or 14. I went I went ooh. on a date with a girl once. No big since deal. Since they implemented the no Hoosiers allowed back uh, <laughs> after that. Maybe so. How'd the date go? It was good. We I, I just remember doing... Um, they had like a fun house with like mirrors and crazy mirrors and stuff in it. I remember we went in that and then we just rode a bunch of rides. It wasn't like, well, I don't even remember even eating anything. And we definitely didn't go see the wild or the livestock. I was wondering if you gave her a corn dog. <laughs> Not that I remember. <laughs> that, what? It's a popular fair food. Everybody loves the corn dogs at the fair. <laughs> Maybe an elephant ear? Mm. What the hell is uh? Valley Sports Short Boy, and is it a real product or not? Uh, that that can't be for our show, right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, isn't where the don't the Reds play on Bali Sports? Yeah, but hey, uh, the Reds won yesterday. Congrats to the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, baby. One, I think that's number sixty-five, right, Scoots? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, they're a win away from Terry Senior cashing in. Incredible! Incredible! What did he throw on that? Can you tell us that? It's two hundred bucks. Jeez, what a what a but nice like, payday! Ever really seriously? Ever since like probably early June, he doesn't go a week at the office where he's like, I cannot believe I wanted to put more money on it. I cannot believe I didn't put more money on it. <laughs> he's like he's getting gambler's remorse that he didn't <laughs> drop more cash on it. And he did actually talk about it. He was like, Hey, put two hundred on it for me, but tomorrow I may put a little bit more. And then unfortunately for Terry Senior, tomorrow never came. Yeah, I you just. You can't do that because then you the next time you that. bet you bet more and then you lose it. I told him that I was like, you bet two hundred dollars on the Cincinnati Reds. It was a dumb bet. You won. Like the, you know, it, you're you're gonna be all right. But he may reinvest it, so I'll I'll be sure to keep everybody updated. They need one more win. Hopefully, they don't lose out. That'd be disappointing. Don't do it to me, Cincinnati. Another texture on the Thornton's text line says, Salt Lake Brian here chiming in for NFL Day. Just want to say the Browns, Ravens, Steelers can suck it. 
your you Steelers fans just need to accept that Kenny Pickett is a subpar Andy Dalton. <laughs> I love. I mean, it. the thing is, it's so hard for me to judge uh, Kenny Pickett because he has the worst offensive coordinator in football. Matt Canada should have has no business calling plays. He's terrible. Um, but hey, I like this running back we got, Scoots. He's looking good in the preseason. Najee or Warren? Warren. Yeah, he's he is going to be a serviceable backup, and if Najee gets hurt. Warren's going to be the guy. I, I absolutely love this NFL offseason, everybody just continuing to poop on the Steelers because they're going to be so much better, and nobody's going to see it coming, and I'm just going to sit back and laugh. George Pickens has just got so many fun highlight catches that I'm like, please just turn into something on Sundays. Because, um, TJ, to my point, in hour number one, I mean, the Steelers are the worst team in the AFC North, but like they're probably going to be in the wild card hunt because that's what Mike Tomlin does. Um, so like that, that, that division trying to pick a winner, I, I mean, what, like what if Deshaun Watson becomes Deshaun Watson that we knew before he was going to massage parlors, right? Like what if he, he had the league in passing before he sat out the year before. Uh, so like, I don't, I, I just don't know what to make of it, but I, I can get behind, um, the, the, the Ravens hype where, like, Lamar's got a very small statute of limitations before his awesomeness expires. And I, I think after he got paid, now he's just going to ball the frick out. He's got a couple weapons, even though Odell's older. I, I'm going to ultimately um, take take the Ravens over 10.5 wins at plus 100. So. Boo! All right, so we yeah. got into the AFC North. Thanks uh, to you, Salt Lake, Brian. Um, so I like – so my divisional future bet, the value is on the Browns, plus 380. Do I think the Browns are going to win the AFC North? Probably not. The Bengals are plus 150. Uh, that I think the Bengals are going to win the AFC North. But the Browns, for the reasons that Roush mentioned, and having maybe the best defensive player in the division, if not, you know, T.J. Yeah. Watt, TJ Watt or Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, you really can't go wrong with either one of them. Uh, having maybe the best defensive player, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL before, you know what, hit the fan with him. Plus 380 is a pretty good number. Uh, again, do I think it's going to happen? No, but I think it could. And at plus 380, it's definitely worth some value. And another future bet that I wrote down is the Ravens to make the playoffs. No, plus 140. It's a tough division. And, you know, they're going to have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, the Ravens, in my opinion. What if Lamar were to get hurt? If Lamar gets hurt, then that bet is Cash City USA. Now, you can say that about a lot of teams with their quarterbacks or their best players. I totally get that. But Lamar could be healthy, and they still could finish, what, 7-10, and 8-9, and just barely miss out on the playoffs because they do play in a tough division. they got road games in Pittsburgh. And in Cleveland and Cincy and then, you know, the rest of their, their schedule. Here, here's the one thing why I'm against you, TJ, is because the cross-divisional opponents they draw are the AFC South this year. So, like, they just get Point. to uh, – you know, they're going to win two of those three games. I, no, I that's, that's fair. That's fair. Know. And their schedule to start the season, I think, is, like, relatively easy – for schedule standards, but uh, I, I could, I just am not a Ravens buyer. Uh, maybe it's just okay. a bias with Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's got the chops to do well, anything substantial in the NFL in terms of team success. My, and uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And I like that number there. My, my other thing was this too, Scoots. Uh, we've seen it over the years. 
the Ravens are like a, every three or four years. Like if they aren't they aren't good for a while, they're going to come up and get you. And I just I just think now it's a time where Harbaugh has them has them ready to fire it up. They're 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 going to get us. See, I'm in kind of a weird headspace with the Ravens because I ultimately I do not believe in the Ravens for this year, but I think that Lamar Jackson's going to have his best season ever. So I'm I'm kind of torn. I I don't like the Ravens. I but I do think Lamar is going to come and ball out. And ultimately, I think the Ravens will make the playoffs. TJ, there you have it. Uh, all right, let's take a fantasy aspect here. I'm not wild about Nick Chubb, but I don't really have a great reason why. And if you're drafting in a 12 person league from picks like five to ten he's probably going to be somebody that you're going to consider. But, Roush, I really can't put my finger on why I'm not crazy about him from a fantasy aspect. Maybe you can help out. I um, – can you can you repeat the player again? I'm sorry. I got uh, – Nick I got Chubb. I, he doesn't have a – I leaned on Nick Chubb very heavily last year, and it benefited me greatly. Like, he got me to the playoffs, but towards the end of the season, I couldn't rely on him because all of those carries just took a toll on him. So, I – the problem is, is there's only so many featured backs that you know are going to get those carries. So it, it's it's like, but I could see this being the year that he starts to slide. Um, so maybe if you're like a fifth or sixth overall pick, um, maybe. But yeah, I, I, I just I know he is one of the premier, but I think he's the worst of the the premier running backs. Let's say that because I I get the sense that you're getting towards the end. And I, and I just like. He's a tough runner. I don't know. There's something about him. I really can't put my finger on it. I would stay away in the first round. If you're pick 12 or something, and he's there, you probably have to take him at that point. But all right, rank these receivers for me, Scoots. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Stefan Diggs from a fantasy standpoint. I've got Jamar Chase first in that. Uh, Tyreek. Wow. Tyreek. Okay, so the. You're going with the AFC North guy there, number one. I am, yeah. Um, despite not knowing really where Burrow is in his injury recovery, uh, from all accounts, he's going to be fine and it all is going to be good. So, yeah, I've got Jamar Chase number one on that list. And then number two, this might come as a surprise, but I've got Tyreek Hill number two. He's been quoted as saying he's going to have 2,000 yards this year, so I'm a big-time believer in Tyreek Hill. And then I would have to go Jefferson after that, I mean, he's number one on all the boards, so yeah, I'd, I'd have to put him at number three. And then you yeah. said it was who else? Diggs, it's Stephon Diggs, and CD Lamb. Uh, Diggs over Lamb for sure. Yeah, you know, like I would probably put Jefferson number one, but um, besides yeah, that, yeah. I, I may agree with everything else that you said. Uh, I would have Jamar Chase, I think, number two, probably Tyreek Hill, number three. Diggs four, and then probably CD Lamb five. So I really agree with you, except Jefferson's just he, he's at his prime right now. Like well, this is and, peak, and I, yeah. I wouldn't pass up on it well, if given the opportunity. Here's the deal with Jefferson, and and I hate to have a negative mindset with the whole thing, but if Kirk Cousins isn't able to stay healthy, or l- Lord willing, Justin Jefferson doesn't stay healthy, then it could be a rough season. So I I think he's gotten a little too much love going number one. Um, but he is a hell of an athlete, and a hell of, he put up stupid points last year. So, as, as somebody who had him on his team last year, Justin Jefferson is the I correct d- answer. I just he, does, he has Kirk he has Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. This is one knock, but 
the problem is the top two guys you mentioned, they have very good second options with T. Higgins and Jalen Waddell uh, in Miami. Whereas, Ooh, like, yeah. Justin, Justin Jefferson's got Jordan Addison as this, his second receiver, a rookie. The kid who, from who we all like, but I think then he just get hurt too. But, yeah, no, that's a great point. But on the flip side of that, Roush, some people would hear that and say, well, that means that things could be easier for Jamar Chase and Tyree Kill because yeah, defenses sure. have to give respect to T. Higgins and they've got to respect Jalen Waddle. But Justin Jefferson, you can just basically double. Green Bay's they'll, they'll go one on one with him and Jair just from a pride thing, but they'll always make sure they've got a safety somewhere in the vicinity of where that dude is because they can. You don't. You're not really worried about other options on the Vikings. And, but then again, that means. <laughs> When it comes to the passing attack, he is the number one show in town. So, yeah, it's it's a kind of a double-edged sword there. Yeah, yeah. That's such as life when you're playing this stupid fun little game. My thing is, though, that Jefferson, it, I just can't fathom a world where he comes in and puts up numbers like he did last year, you know. And that's that's the that's the thing of fantasy. Are you getting in on it too late? Are you a year yeah. too late? Are you a year too early? That wouldn't be the case with Jefferson necessarily. But uh, all right, that will that'll wrap up our AFC North conversation. Are we even going to finish the AFC today? A lot of people are wondering. Are we going to finish the Thornton's text line today? A lot of people don't believe that to happen. So we'll figure it all out in one final segment of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio oh, Fantasy Special, Bet Special, NFL Special Show. We'll be back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. She's got to be somebody's baby. She's so fine. She's probably somebody's only light. Gonna shine tonight. Yeah, she's probably Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. In this heat, you need to protect your eyeballs, and Shady Rays will do just that with polarized sunglasses that look like designer brands but don't carry the designer price. They're affordable, they're stylish, but most importantly, they work. They're great. You you won't you won't want to not be you you won't want to be in the sun without them, especially driving. Uh, sometimes I'll very rarely, luckily, because I've got a backup pair in my car, but sometimes when I'm driving and realize, like, oh, no, I don't have my sunglasses, and I'm driving into the sun, worst feeling in the world. Just feels downright dangerous, really. ShadyRays.com, check out their website. They've got shades for each and every occasion, and you can use promo code BIGX for 25% off when you order at Shady Rays. They've got two physical locations now, which is great, one at Oxmoor. And the other one out there on 64 at those uh, paddock shops or whatever they're called. But we're excited about the Oxmore one. And we're going to have some Shady Rays for folks at the Big X Kickoff Classic Golf Scramble, which is happening not this Friday, but the following Friday. And thankfully, because ooh, this Friday is going to be so hot. But the following week, right now the forecast is high of 88, which may as well feel like 60 with the weather that we've had lately. And the day before is a high of 82. So maybe fingers crossed Thursday bleeds into Friday. We're going to have a great time out there. We're going to have Shady Rays for folks. But if you want to make sure you have yours before you play, go to ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX to save you some money at checkout. 
Hypothetical, right. hypothetical, TJ, if the scramble were this Friday, what would be our move? Oh, we'd do it. I mean, we'd do it. We'd do it because it starts at, it, it would start at 9.15. Yeah. It'd be really hot. It'd be miserable. At the end of it, everybody probably would be in a bad mood. But at least you'd be done by around like one-ish, right. two-ish at the okay. latest probably. I was just curious. Which is hot. It's going to be really hot at two on Friday. I promise you. It's going to be really hot at nine on Friday. But we'd just, we'd have to do it. I was just curious. We'd have to do it. If we were starting at like two, it'd be like, okay, well, I bet a lot of people just wouldn't show up. So probably so. It'd probably take care of itself, honestly. But next Friday is going to look really nice. Email bigxscramble at yahoo.com if you want to lock in your spot today. We've been back and forth with the Elk Run folks. They're really excited to have us. We can't wait to be out there. Their clubhouse, oh my heavens, it is so nice. One thing I will say about Elk Run, because some golfers last year were surprised, they don't have a driving range. They do have indoor simulators, which are really cool. But if you're looking to like hit some balls before you go out there, you, you may want to go somewhere else before you, you do it. But you'll figure it out on the course. It's a scramble. Take a breakfast ball off one if you want to. They do have a sweet chipping and putting setup prior to you they going do. out. They do. And, you know, you drive for show, but you putt for dough when it comes to these scrambles. So. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Let's uh, do a few more texts here on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, trying to navigate this NFL special show that we don't normally talk about, but also need to get to the texters. So what do we got next? All right, looks like what got we've it. got next I got is... It. I got it. I got it here. Salt Lake Brian here, chiming in for already, NFL already read Day. I that one, so you oh, don't you have it. Damn it. Yep. Damn uh, it. But I appreciate the effort. <laughs> TJ, are you mad Trump isn't debating tonight? Yeah, the first Republican primary debate oh is God, this evening this in Jesus Wisconsin. Uh, Roush, I'm a huge fan of these debates. Like, I just think they're super entertaining. Um, but Trump not going to be a part of it tonight. Yeah. Um, isn't he? When's he getting booked? Is that that's tomorrow, right? Today or tomorrow, I think. Turning himself in. I think maybe today, but maybe it is Thursday. I don't know. One of the two days, I would imagine. And then during the debate, he's going to do a sit-down with Tucker Carlson, try to divert some attention away from the debate. I'm not mad that Trump's not debating. It's probably, from a political standpoint, probably a smart move. And people will remember that I didn't think Daniel Cameron should have done the, the KSR debate. This is a little different, but you know, not really. I mean, if you're if you're the leader, sometimes things can only hurt you. Daniel Cameron did do like five other debates, though. He just didn't do a debate with a former Democratic senator candidate potential that was kind of friends with Kelly Kraft. So it was a different circumstance there a little bit. But I can at least understand from a strategy standpoint, Trump not doing it. But I do think people should not be scared to debate. I think people should be able to stand on their ideas and share them, even if they don't stand to gain as much. So not mad, wish he was, understand why he's not. Uh, but this is going to be a big platform for either Ron DeSantis or uh, the, the, the Ranaswamy fella who has had shirtless tennis videos. Have you all seen those? I have not seen the shirtless tennis videos. Uh, who? I've never heard of this person before. Same. Who is this? Vivek Ramaswamy, and I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. Yeah, I've I've heard of, uh, is it Kane that's in South Carolina? I've heard of that guy. Is he going to be there? Uh, I don't know. 
I don't I don't know. Yeah, I just debates got ruined. It like they I, I used to love the nuance who won, who didn't, but like now it's just who's good at calling names, who's the best at it, and it's just not fun anymore. So. I'll never probably miss like a presidential debate. It'll be must see TV for me for all of eternity. But sometimes these roush do get like when you have eight, nine people on a stage, it's just like, all right. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. And they feel like they got to spread it around, which is understandable. But then it's, you know, after two hours, you're like, I only heard that guy talk four times. Um, but they, they can produce some electric moments. So I'll be I'll be watching this evening. Not mad that Trump's not debating. Understand it. But wish he was. I would kiss Brad White on the lips for what he's done to make UK a top-tier defense in the SEC. We've had a lot of great ball stoppers in the Stoops era, and the monster we call Deion Walker is obviously making some major noise. Do you think Deion could surpass Josh Allen and UK legacy accomplishments and maybe even draft spot? Thanks, and that's from South Georgia Wildcat. I'll answer very quickly before Roush gives you a better answer. Yes, I think he can do all those things. Oh, no. Um, He's not an edge rusher. He can't have the same production that Josh Allen had. Um, he won't win the awards because he's not an edge rusher. It's a very positional base. Um, and like Josh Allen had to kick everybody's ass to win those awards. Like if you look, he had, I want to say it was like 17 and a half sacks. And I think the next closest that year had 10. Um, like Dion's just not going to do that because of the position he plays. It's just not, it's not possible. So I'd also be curious too. like, he could be good. Like Jordan Davis won the Outland trophy. So like he could he could win an award that's every bit as prestigious. The Allen Trophy is for just any lineman, offense or defensive, and it's the second oldest trophy in college football, only behind the Heisman. So like in that sense, he could do it. Is Jordan Davis won it a couple of years ago? It's just going to be harder from a just pure production standpoint to do because like he's he's he, he's at his best as a run stuffer that just gobbles up holes and then can be also disrupted in the pass game, but that doesn't necessarily translate always into sacks. Like pressures and affecting the play isn't always sacks. And we kind of touched on that a little bit when talking about defensive player of the year in the NFL and whatnot. For the top defensive player in college football, how many defensive linemen do you think have won since 2009? Let's just say since the 2008 season, because the guy that won in 2009, he was the defensive tackle. So I'll give you that one. I would think that most of them are like linebacker. I feel I feel like linebacker is still a position that's prioritized. So defensive line since 2009, I'm going to say uh, four. Ding, 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 Wow, got it right on the money. Wow. Now, can you name them is the bigger question. Uh, Was Jordan Davis one of them? Jordan Davis was 2021. You got one. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, no. Not even on the list. Um, I thought he might because I was pretty sure. I gave you a hint with the 2009 one. So think of like a dominant defensive lineman in 2009. Uh, it wasn't, it was after they do to LSU. Um, that was because he used 2007. We were watching that. Yeah, Glenn Dorsey didn't win. Dan Coop, Dan Connor won that year. That's dumb. Um, man, dominant defensive lineman. Uh, think of dominant defensive lineman in the NFL the last decade. I know, but like it wasn't Aaron Donald, was it? Aaron Donald in 13 with Pittsburgh's one. Okay. You got two now. You're missing two more. Um, 
one you're going to kick yourself on. The other one, maybe you did already mention him in some passing, but not in this game. All right. Uh, Micah Parsons. No, good guess. Uh, Jonathan Allen in 2016. Oh, yeah. And then and Sue in 2009. Damn, that's the one. Yeah, because that, that Big 12 championship game, and to my point about, like, he completely took over that game, and he hit Colt McCoy so many times, but I think he only recorded, and when I say only record, I think he only recorded three and a half sacks, but I, I, I don't think it's hyperbole to say he put Colt McCoy in the ground 13 times. I mean, cool. that was, un- I, I just remember, you know, being a young football fan and still kind of learning the game, just being dumbfounded by that performance. I've never seen anything like it. Do you remember, I mean, I hate bringing it up. You remember the Amobi Okoye game? Uh, I don't, when you say that specifically, no, I, I don't remember him having, I thought you were going to say Ed Oliver when he just ate Lamar Jackson's lunch. Uh and for Houston the week before Lamar fumbled because I, I do remember that game he got sacked a bunch like eleven times uh, against Houston that day. But what was the what was the Akoya game? Didn't he didn't he play against Kentucky and have like a million sacks? Or am I thinking I, of another the guy that was like sixteen? Well, it would I mean it would have been Akoya, but like I I just remember Elvis Dumerville more because they would play the Elvis after any time he made a play, and that was that was fun. He had their. Uh, he had the NCAA in sacks one year. Yeah, I think uh, Amobi Okoye in one of the Governor's Cup had a ton of sacks against Kentucky, and then a UK lineman after the game was like, yeah, he, was, he wasn't he was that great. And it was just like, okay, Kentucky, that's not necessarily a good look for us. But maybe I'm wrong about it being Amobi Okoye because I just kind of did a quick Google search and I couldn't find anything on it. But uh, one Governor's Cup a... game, we just had a – they had a defensive lineman that we could not block. Like Kentucky could not block him. He had a million sacks against us. It was a disaster. Well – he was uh, in 2005. He was a 19 year old junior, and he had two sacks and uh, fumble recovery. So, yeah, I'm, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. There was somebody against UK in a Governors Cup game that had a ton of sacks. If anybody can think of it on the Thornton's text line, help me out five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Speaking of the Thornton's text line, another texter says, uh, "Stop in our local Our Place Liquors on Poplar Level for these limited Bud Light bottles, and they're Bud Light bottles with UK." football helmet on them they're actually really cool but unfortunately think they'll sell them at the Krog. you're not allowed to drink bud light anymore sorry buddy oh i actually saw those are really those are cool bottles i would think with how much our place gets shouted out on big x sports radio maybe you slip us a couple of those i was i actually saw those yesterday because that is where john spears works so if you go a certain night of the week might see john spears there i gotta remember that i gotta swing by when he's working just give him a ton of crap you know oh yeah since his fantasy show thoughts on Josh Jacobs, anything left in the tank for Rodgers? Any Steelers we should draft? Oh, wow. So we got a fantasy football question. I love Josh Jacobs this year, by the way, just because the Raiders, they got to have some sort of mm-hmm. offense. Um, and I and Devontae Adams good. I'm not a big Jimmy G guy, but uh, think how many checkdowns Jimmy G did. Think how much the running back was involved in the passing game when Jimmy G was a quarterback. So I love Josh Jacobs. I don't think the Raiders are going to be any good, but I think he'll be. Uh, I would. I would keep him circled in your fantasy leagues. I am fading the Raiders so hard. My AFC future is under six and a half wins at minus one thirty. I just think Josh McDaniels is a disaster of a coach. Um, he's not great. They're cross scheduled with the NFC North, and I think they're worse than every single one of those teams. So uh, 
McDaniels under normal circumstances would have been fired, but um, the Raiders are cash strapped. They don't have cash lying around to pay off a loser like Josh McDaniels. So I'm all the way out on him in what could be a somewhat decent division. I don't, I have a big Denver Broncos problem where like I bought the hype last year with Russell Wilson coming coming over and they were the biggest catastrophe I could have ever possibly imagined. And then like Sean Payton comes in and in my mind, I'm like, Oh, Sean Payton. Good. If anybody can fix Russell Wilson it's Sean Payton, but then Sean Payton, his, this offseason, he's just done a lot of like get off my lawn sort of stuff that makes me question if he's if he lost his fastball with his year out of the league or something. Like it's just some weird stuff. Like it's one thing, like he kind of broke an unwritten rule when he bashed uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' best friend who coached there last year and, and Nate, Nate Nathaniel Hackett. Like he went really far there. And then he's done, he's done just done a lot of weird stuff around the facility where it's like Captain Hardass. And I'm like, is that, is that really like all, all of this stuff? Like he has a very strict dress code on. What you can wear. It's just it's just a bunch of weird stuff that I don't think matters. And I don't know if it's going to I don't know if it's going to translate or not. But at the same time, it's like Sean Payton won the NFC South like a hundred years in a row. And I know he had Drew Brees, but the NFC South was pretty good. I mean, Matt Ryan had the MVP here. Like they it's not like they were complete and total bums when they the Saints had their run there. So I just I have no idea what I, I'm so conflicted on the Broncos. We know this is the the Chiefs division, but I'm just I don't know what to expect from Broncos country. Let's ride. You're suggesting maybe Kevin James has permanently replaced Sean Payton as a head <laughs> football coach. I mean, maybe he got in there and ruined his brain. I don't know. Like it's so. I mean, but, but like you know, we we do have to remember that he was suspended for a year and he came back, and the Saints were still fine. Uh, once he came back, he was still a good coach. So I, I just it's I I, I don't know, but I'm I'm going to be paying close attention. But I don't like it. Wouldn't shock me if this team was a wild card team. It wouldn't shock me if they were just as bad this year. Like I, because like their defense is still, most of those pieces are still around. So I just I'm so I'm so confused about this. I have a future bet. I think the value bet is with the Chargers, plus 340 in the AFC West, but the Chiefs are minus 165. They're likely to win that division, but I do think this is going to be a fun year for Justin Herbert, and I think if you're interested in some some MVP value, Justin Herbert may just have the numbers, similar to like a Jalen Hurts last year, where it was like, do we think Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFL? No. But Boy, oh boy, are these numbers hard to ignore. And I think you're going to get something similar with Herbert this season. Uh, so he, uh, do I think he's going to win MVP? No, but maybe some value there. I think the Chiefs are probably going to roll through the division. But if you're looking for any value, I've got th- plus 340. And a fun fantasy division, though. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Not as much Ooh. fun with any of the Broncos players, but the other three teams have, have intriguing fantasy options throughout uh, throughout multiple rounds of the draft. Well, before you mention them, I just want my one note on the Chargers. They blew a twenty-seven nothing lead in a playoff game, so like I just can't, I can't respect anything that they do until they win at least one, maybe two playoff games. Like they're just uh, Brandon Staley. Like he's just a fraud to me um, until he proves me wrong otherwise. So, yeah, I, I think twenty-seven uh, nothing. 
I think Austin Eckler's the most sure thing in fantasy draft. So I would consider taking him number one overall. I don't think he has high as an upside as some of the other guys that are being considered as top five picks. But if you're looking for like a steady Eddie who's going to get you 15 points minimum a game, I imagine it's going to be Austin Eckler for you this year. Okay. So I'm really high I, on him. I got a number three overall in one draft, so I'm going to have to consider it. If you can get Eckler, I, I would take him. I'd take Eckler over Christian McCaffrey, uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate about that. Uh, quickly, with the AFC South, it's a division people care the least about, so I, I couldn't find any value bet worth a fart there. I actually think the, oh, Jags, here minus it is. One, I think the Jags minus 155 is a pretty good one. Uh, Will Anderson plus four hundred to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. I know he's the favorite, but it's four to one, and an edge has won Defensive Rookie of the Year three of the last four years. So, um, uh, yeah, I, that that's where I'm at. Houston, first year defensive head coach D'Amico Ryan's, um, but Will Anderson's going to put up some numbers. CJ Stroud so far, man. Um, here's a fun middle round guy that you can get. Did you know Calvin Ridley plays for the Jaguars now? That could be a very sneaky, fun addition after he served that suspension. He's going to be stupid good this year. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Like that, I, I like that pick. Yeah, I, I agree with that all the same. Uh, if you're a little nervous about the Jags winning the South, I don't know why you would be. Minus 155 seems like free money, but you can get them to make the playoffs at minus 195. So a little worse juice, but it allows you to the wild card flexibility there. If, if the Jags don't win the South, it I probably means their season so, is totally tanked. So I'd still just, you know, swallow the juice, take the Jags minus 155 to win the South. There's not another team that can beat them in that division. I was uh, talking to a Nashville radio host at SEC Media Days and asking about the Titans. And he's like, I don't think I'm being a homer when I say this, but I just think that Tannehill and Derrick Henry, they got one more run in them. And I'm starting to think that Mike Vrabel is kind of like the Mike another Mike Tomlin where they're just going to be they're going to play they're going to punch above their weight talent wise um so like I, I think they'll keep things close but ultimately the Jags are just a far talented team but uh the Titans will be just frisky enough for like one last ride while the Colts are a disaster so they'll, they'll probably hang around give the Jags a little bit of a challenge but uh I don't expect Levis to play really any this year at all the way things are going but he's going to have some mayo um, why did it take this long? Like, why didn't they just do the nil deal then? They could have got him on the cheap. Um, it's back Wait, in the day, Hellman's. Why are you waiting? I think waiting a lot around. of people were wondering that at the time. Who the hell uses Yahoo anymore, says one texter on the Thornton's text line. Everybody knows Sleepers, the GOAT fantasy football app these days. Never heard of Sleeper? And nobody's heard of that. Yeah, nobody's That's heard what, of it. Yeah. Texter says, Boys Club by Ween is a relevant song. Uh, yep, texter says, Tell him Gil is sick. Maybe it works. Sleeper is the best fantasy app, not Yahoo, and definitely not ESPN. Wow, multiple people recommending Sleeper. Never heard of it till today. Scoots complain about how he can use a kid to call off work is crazy. Does he think these parents are having a relaxing day off? Dealing with crying, screaming kids is awful. I'd rather be at work than clean poop and vomit. Come on, Scoots, count your blessings. <laughs> no, it's just me. I don't believe all these people that use their kids as an excuse. Like I said earlier, sixty to sixty-five percent of it, I feel like, is true. I think. 35 to 40% of it's bogus. What Scoots is saying is his coworkers are liars. Yes, precisely. 
John here. Good morning, everyone. So in fantasy position, I'm struggling with before the draft is tied in running back and defense. So I mean, that's a good chunk of them there, John. For example, I would love to draft Kelsey or Kittle for tight end, but depending on your draft position, this may not be the case. For the running back position, once Taylor from the Colts for now, but could be traded, is gone, then what? I mean, can McCaffrey stay healthy? Is Derrick Henry getting too many miles on the wheels? Who's the guy in New York? Is it Cook or Brees Hall, Bryce Hall? Uh, is I like Isaiah Pacheco from Kansas City, but he's not a workhorse like you need. So, anyways, please give me your opinion on these positions. Thanks, guys. We'll got to go talk to you later. Name so many players. Yeah, how many um, top picks do you have? You're only going to be able to get like potentially yeah. two of those guys. Kittle has slipped in a lot of drafts. I like that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I love I'm, Kittle. I'm all for uh, taking tight ends early, too, because that's like it's a, you, it's a you difference want, maker, yeah. Yeah, like having like a knowing you're going to get ten points from your tight end, and then maybe you can get twenty one week. Whereas, like, I feel like you can find some like that. that those just aren't everywhere, right? Like, there's only so many tight ends that can do that. Uh, Texture says, "Got my first set of new irons the other day, so I braved the heat and played nine holes after work yesterday. It was absolutely miserable, but probably should and shouldn't have done it. But I shot my best nine with a score of forty. That's awesome! Wow, that is awesome! Congrats, Coming in Texture. hot with the new irons—that's always great to hear. I don't like to hear that about the right tackle position. I don't think any of us do, Texture. I don't think any of us do. Yeah, but Texture like says, our O line is going to be a problem again." Uh, the, the hearing though that the left tackle is awesome is good. Like Marcus Cox is very good, um, very well liked among his teammates. Having you can deal with one weak link, you can't deal with like three as they did last year. I wish we had more time. This has been a really fun show. We're out of it, unfortunately. Unless we got a time transplant, there's really nothing we can do about it. So we got to okay. end the sh- we got to end the show here. We've yeah. got some text to get to for tomorrow. Sorry, Billy Big Blue. We'll get to yours tomorrow. We see them. Yep. I laughed at a couple of them, uh, and there's just actually a few to go. We'll do a little more fantasy NFL preview tomorrow. Well, NFC of- tomorrow. I'm excited. What's that? Just the NFC tomorrow will be the, NFC the, the and yeah. Corey Price trivia too, which is a Thursday show is going to be a lot of fun. And then you guys are going to send me off on my way to DC after the show. So that'll be nice as well. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. A lot of great programming coming down at 11, noon, 3 o'clock. Don't miss it. We'll see you on Thursday. Roll. See ya. I feel all right now.